Welcome back to WD MagicCast for the week of January 14th, 2024. This is episode 249, WD MagicCast, the show about the mouse, the marvels, the galaxy, and beyond. I'm your host, Matthew Graken. And in this week's show, Sir Isaac and I sit down and discuss a few different topics. We'll discuss Echo. We will be discussing... Uh, Something with the NFL, possibly, and ESPN. We will find out more about that. And also, of course, the favorite topic of the day, Mandalorian. And which direction is he heading in? And that's not what I mean. We'll be back with this in a moment. But don't forget to check us out on social networks. We are found just about everywhere at WD Magicast on X, Twitter, whatever you'd like to call it, despite what they want to call it. Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Make sure definitely check out our YouTube channel where you can listen to that show there as well. So we are wherever you want to be. We will gladly meet you there. And check out our T Public store where you can get yourself some really cool, great stuff, T-shirts, uh, hoodies, sweatshirts, mugs, jackets, uh, travel cu- containers, throw pillows, you name it. Our logo is on it and ready for you to help support your favorite podcast. And on that bombshell, we'll be back just after this. Sometimes I sit down to do this show and wonder, what am I going to talk about? Sometimes I sit down and do this show and realize I don't have my script in front of me. And other times I sit down with this show and my good friend across the screen from me, Isaac, goes, hey, man, whatever is cool with you, let's talk about it. This is one of those days. Isaac, thank you for coming aboard and discussing a litany of different Disney related topics that are going to span the company in many different directions no yeah as it expand the company indeed because this is a this is going to be a very interesting podcast and like you said it kind of expands more from the entertainment side to the business side so no i'm definitely happy to be on the podcast let's get into it yeah it's um yeah, I think uh, first let's start off on the Marvel end. And uh, Echo dropped last week. Um, I was hoping that maybe we could do a review of the series. Uh, neither of us have been able to get too far into it. Not for the, at least for me, not for the lack of interest, more just to the lack of time. Uh, I've seen the first two episodes. I've been enjoying it. Um, what, what have you thought so far? You, how far are you into it? And uh, just like you, unfortunately, in the world of Adulton. As uh, a lot of our audience members would relate to, yeah, no. Um, so I had opportunity to kind of watch the first episode, um, just kind of see where the new direction of what Marvel's going to take it, because this is really kind of Marvel's kind of true array into mature content in terms of the Marvel universe. Um, so um, I will admit, you know, it wasn't a bad episode, but I will admit the first episode was a bit slow. In terms of trying to kind of build up to what they wanted to do, you know, establishing the characters and stuff like that. Um, you know, it, of course, in episodes like this, is going to be a lot of recap. So if you didn't really have the opportunity for our fans to watch Hawkeye, I, you know, I would suggest that you would go into it. But it really wasn't necessary. I think the show did a, a decent enough job to get the points across into the episode so when they kind of got in but i will admit it got into halfway so it really felt a little bit of a, a slower episode of trying to kind of build into the character and try to really kind of establish establish her footing and there was also some you know and 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 another thing i found interesting like again was disney going into it because this kind of really is kind of the first um Marvel film where you're starting to see that the Marvel, you know, the 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 fantasy superhero-ish side start to bleed more into the street level area. Yes. But 
Um, but other than that, like I said, it was a bit of a slower episode. Um, not, I wouldn't say the best episode to kick off. Just again, it was a bit trying to establish the character and stuff. But it, overall, it wasn't too bad of a uh, bad of a start. So I mean, I know she's not an original character as far as the the MCU. She is. She's in the comic books. She's mm-hmm. you know she. But she's, I wouldn't even say B-level character, right? She's more like a C-level character. Yeah. Um, and she's, you know, one that, unless if you're hardcore into the comics, you probably have never heard of her. Because, frankly, I hadn't heard of her before. Mm-hmm. Uh, before Hawkeye. And here she shows up. You know, she did fairly well enough. But um, she... You know, it, it's a character that okay, we need to tell you who she is. You know, give you some background, and I, I found it interesting. And you could definitely tell that they were being a lot more graphic at certain points. Um, you know, with how she became an amputee and and stuff like that, um, and trying to give you the pain and the and everything. They, like you said, I thought they did a decent enough job that if you didn't watch Hawkeye. And you just started with this. You kind of got just the things. Would watching Hawkeye help? Absolutely. But they they hit enough of the points. Um, seeing the second episode, I could tell you they blow things up a little more. Um, and you will understand what I mean by that. Whenever you see it, it. But it's it's progressing. Um, is it a high octane action show? Not yet. Is it more, you know, more of a personal story of Echo? Yes, um, it, it is more, it definitely feels more personal. Because um, I, I think, yeah, by the point that you are at, she should be back to her hometown. Yeah, yeah, she's back to her hometown. But you also get, like, flashbacks into her past when she was mm-hmm. living in New York, um, working with a certain kingpin boss, uh, Will Vix, played by the great uh, Vincent D'Elefrio. Um I love the fact that he they brought him back. Oh, uh, I absolutely love it. Um, as the kingpin, I think it was a great, great choice to play Wilson Fisk. Um, but... Other than that, uh, another question is, what did you think about, like, the action in, in it so far, in terms of, like, the fighting and the choreography about it? Because, uh, to me, I felt like it was decent enough, but I feel like there were moments where, um, I don't know if you ever heard a term, like, where um, where you have egg on your face, where it felt like some of the stunt people were just kind of waiting to get hit. You know what I'm saying? Like they were hitting <laughs> to kind of get punched and stuff like that. I um, thought the choreography was was okay. Um, I wouldn't say in the level of like a Jackie Chan or if they're or in a raid. I don't know if anybody's seen that in the film, but it was okay. It wasn't too bad. Too bad in the film. It was. Um, it wasn't anything mind blowing, but um, it it wasn't horrible either. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, 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 I would, you know, to me, it's acceptable. Like that, um, watching Echo's fight scenes versus, say, Walker Texas Ranger. Okay, that's a, that's a, that's very, <laughs> very. Uh, I, I would uh, say Echo was a, was done better. Yeah. <laughs> That's a that's an interesting choice to kind of I guess not say apples and oranges, but something to relate to. Yeah, I would say that Echo's fight scenes are a little bit better than Walker Texas Texas Ranger. Every episode had to have him roundhouse kicking somebody and you know getting into a problem because you have a gay like guy like Chuck Norris in a TV show, you're gonna have to have a fight scene in it. I get it. The oh, fight scenes were man. mostly like, you know, guys standing there. Okay, all right, roundhouse kick me. You yeah. know, have your beard take me out. You know, it, it was, you know, that kind of stuff. Where This was, okay, yes, it wasn't, you know, as in-depth as one could be. But you're also, I don't know if the actress is how much of her own stunt she's doing. Mm-hmm. But you do have to keep taking into consideration her physical limitations. That she, I mean, she's doing a fantastic job of going beyond them. Oh yeah, of course, of course, yeah. You know, she, but it's not like you know you, you got 
um, you do have to do some modification, of course. Of course, yeah. No, I'm not. And again, I'm not expecting these actors to be like groundbreaking martial artists. And I think a lot of these actors do work hard. I think in terms of between like fight scenes, um, I mean, like in terms of Marvel speculation, you know, um, I would say it's a little under, you know, it ain't like like the gritty fight scenes like you get in Daredevil. From like uh, from the um, the Netflix inspired shows, mm. um, but it's but I, I would say it's a little under that in terms that you you again it doesn't feel as clean as the Daredevil fight scene so, but it's totally not bad you know no but it's no, not I mean, it's, I, yeah I I was still into it like again it, as as long as it helps move the story forward and it it conveys something I'm I'm totally down for that. Yeah, I mean, let's see here. I have her information here in the Mighty Avengers: The Ultimate Character Guide. Okay. Updated, expanded version. Um, obviously, her name's Maya Lopez. She's an adventurer, performing artist. Strangely enough, in the comics, she's based out of Japan. Five foot nine, hundred twenty-five pounds. Brown hair, uh, brown eyes, black hair. Uh, when she she was a child, it was thought that Maya had learning difficulties. That was proven wrong. However, she was deaf. Which does is continued into the uh, the story, which I think they they do a nice job of people having to talk to her in sign language. The actress actually is deaf and an amputee, so that's not CGI. That's not something written. That is actually the actress. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maya could copy any action she saw, such as fighting or aerobics. She was also a martial martial arts. Um, and martial, she's also into martial arts and a painter, uh, paintist. She likes to paint a pianist, mm. pianist. Sorry, she likes to play piano. Right okay, pianist. Yeah. Uh, Allie's allies, Daredevil and Wolverine, foes, Kingpin, Silver Surfer, and the Hand. Uh, backstory is when Willie Crazy Horse Lincoln was killed by Wilson Fisk, the Kingpin of Crime, his dying wish. Which this seems really strange, but sure, why not? That her his dying wish was for Fisk to take care of his deaf daughter, Maya. King Ping raised her as her uh, as his own child, and told her that Daredevil had killed her father. Maya swore uh, to avenge his death. She trained in martial arts and took the name Echo, and tried to kill Daredevil. While King Ping helped Moon Knight, she was killed. In uh, action by Count Nefaria. Interesting. Interesting. Well, right off the while, bat, while they, helping they, Moon, Moon Knight, she was killed. Supposedly. Yeah, they they, act, they actually change up that that origin up for the MCU. Then. Well, uh, they've like done said, that before. They've done that. Before oh, it's just a, yeah. yeah, no, yeah, yeah. But not like, by not by much though. Instead of uh, no, Daredevil, no. it was Hawkeye as Ronan. Hawkeye, Ronan, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, but then the kingpin still took her on and raised. Oh her. yeah, yeah. They still kept with those narratives. They only had to change again. They had to kind of change one a, a little bit to kind of fit the more overarching narrative of what the MCU does. Uh, but yeah, for the episode, it was a again slow a, a slow episode. So I mean, it was a little hard to get into. But hopefully, like season two, um, the episode two picks up a little bit better. So. But not enough to not make you want to come back for more. No, no, no. I definitely, definitely would. Um, definitely interested to see it again. And it's 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 like a, it's five. It's only five episodes, so it's probably easier yeah. to digest. Um, I, I think it's good, and I think it's okay for smaller tier characters. Like I don't think these smaller tier characters need these eight, ten episode arcs. Just give a five. If it does well, then maybe you greenlight a season two. And then you can span into like a 10 episodes. Yeah. And this is something they're doing with this. It's a spotlight, Marvel spotlight, which means it is pretty much its own thing. Yeah. It's not going to be connected so much with the movies and whatnot. And so far it really does have that feeling. So it's, it's nice that it's like we said before, you don't have to have watched everything else to sit down and watch this and, Cool. Try a piece together what things are. Other than you just need to know who the kingpin is, and 
If you watch Sakai, it would help. Yeah. That's not required. Also, um, you know, before we end this topic, too, I don't know if we ever talked about it in the podcast, but um, it, Disney, the MCU, also acknowledges all the Netflix shows as a part of its continuity. Yes. So now, which is big, which is uh, really big. So we don't know. So there could be definitely some very interesting other characters that could probably hopefully come back. Um, and I think they also mentioned where those shows fit within the MCU timeline too. So I didn't had an opportunity to read up on that, but, but yeah, uh, Netflix shows are now considered canon. Yeah. Um, I I thought that was quite interesting. Um, Was it all of them or was it most of them? I I wasn't positive on that. I'm pretty sure. I think every Netflix show was, was Rose recognized (laughs) into canon, even Uh, Iron Fist. Yeah, uh, that that was the one I was kind of questioning because they kind of, you know they mentioned certain ones by name and then the other ones they didn't. Yeah, uh, but it's um, it, they all kind of intertwine together, so it'd be hard to exclude one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because you're bringing Daredevil back in, and it is basically continuation of from Netflix. Um, you know, somebody may have shown up in that first episode of Echo. Um, which was appropriate considering the the characters we we're dealing with uh and I, I won't put any spoilers other than like i said someone may have shown up in in that and uh yeah that was uh um i don't know if we mentioned that but yes that is um a good point and uh we'll see where they take them from there they, I mean, they hired uh oh charlie cox to you know put, bring back their double and uh, um, D'Onofrio to be Kingpin, and which is great because they did such a fantastic job. Yeah. Yes, I I'm, I was very excited about that. Um, and you know, fans were a little bit nervous nervous to see how those characters would be handled in the MCU. Again, time's going to tell. So, yep. like you said, one more episodes, and then we have uh, Daredevil born again as well. Which, at some point. <laughs> at some point, yeah. All right. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Um, next, uh, we go to uh, let's go to some. Uh, let's go to uh, Galaxy Far, Far Away, and we got a um, Mandalorian Grogu movie announced. Which I'm going to go out on a limb and say that's not the working title. Probably not. So what was very interesting about this one, this one was actually announced at CES, I'm pretty sure, the uh, Consumer Electronic Show, I think that was announced, which is a little weird. Normally, would, you know, you would you think you would want to save that kind of information for like a D23 or even like uh, I know they tend to also do like a movie, uh, a big movie con where all the big networks come together. But to, but but they announced it at CES. Um yeah, um, so like I I I've, I enjoy the Mandalorian um, when it when it first dropped that because again that was like the big that was one of the big big events and big shows that launched Disney Plus back in the yeah. day it was one of the big events one of the reasons why people got Disney Plus to see what that was all about and it was a fantastic fantastic series series two was even better. Um, uh, Boba Fett, which was 2.5, which <laughs> was was pretty okay, much. was pretty much okay, and um, I heard mixed reviews about Mandalorian three. So, um, with all that being said, um, I you you've you've gotten used to seeing these characters on Disney Plus that. You do wonder um, if you, you just hope that the story is good enough to warrant like the big screen, um, and, and we had a discussion about that, and and not just not not just because you know you, again you always hope that the story is well, but you also kind of look at the economics. I, I kind of think about like you know where the family's at at this time in terms of money and you know if you want to go see you know movies they're, they're not cheap anymore so mm. 
And, you know, you also don't want to be put in a situation where you're spending that kind of money. And then hopefully the story is just, you know, bland or mediocre or to the point where it's just better simply just to wait only a couple of months just for that movie to go back to Disney Plus and to kind of mix it in. And you also kind of hope if the quality is a lot more better worthy of being on the bigger screen than what they've been showing in Disney Plus. So, again, I'm not against them bringing up to the big screen but i hope there is something worthy enough to go to the big screen to watch the mandalorian for so that's my take yeah i don't think favreau and filoni would take these characters and put them on the big screen if they didn't have big ideas already Mm -hmm. um that also being said they're you kind of known for a while um, or it's kind of been knowledge to to some extent of people that they were going to be doing a movie. Now, from my understanding, the movie was supposed to be the giant crossover event of bringing Ahsoka, Boba Fett, and Mandalorian together. Um, mm. Is that possible still? Yes. Um, all we know is that the production for this movie will be going in, um, will be starting sometime later this year, later oh, 2024. Okay. Um, which is strange around the same time that we were told that season two of Ahsoka is in development. Interesting. Um, which that was a little more vague on that. Huh. Um, so... We're giving pieces of information, but we don't have the full picture of what's going on. I think we know. Le- I think we know less than we realize. I agree, um, and and I agree. Um, but I think what we do know, and and I think another thing too, is, um, you know, was Disney's strategy of hopefully showing less is more. Um, you know, I kind of hope that, um they can kind of set it up in a way where you don't need too much back history to be able to jump in and just for like casual movie goers to just kind of jump in and enjoy it. But knowing what star Wars is and how deep and rich and how, um, I wouldn't say private, I, I guess I would say very private. Maybe Disney is like, well, this is more built for just star Wars fans. And not much for the casual audience. It's more that personal, jump in. yeah. Yes, more personal. So more more inclusive mm-hmm. uh, than than exclusive. Which again, there's nothing wrong about that. So again, you know, hopefully there's something really good. Like you said, hopefully Kevin Feige and Favreau are working together to make a story that is worthy of being on the big screen for either both the Mandalorian and for this crossover they have planned. Yeah, I, I I don't again and that that's a lot of speculation on my part. Mm-hmm. Um but again, obviously though, I mean Favreau and Filoni, this is both of them that's it's their baby. Mm-hmm. Um I I can't see them intentionally trying to do something that will harm it. I mean that's never that's never the intent. Ten. You know, no, but, but it sometimes but it happens anyway. It happens, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, we don't uh, so we we shall see. Uh, we shall see. Um, I'm excited. I still think there's going to be a lot more information that we're going to get between now and whatever this is. I don't even think they were gave gave it a proper date other than oh, it's going into production. Um, and again, it was announced at CES, which is a weird place to, not to say like other people haven't announced movie, um, movie productions, but CES was a little weird for Disney out of all companies yeah. to make that announcement. Yeah, it's not like oh, it's the Uncharted movie. Yeah. Um, it, it, this is this is something a little different, but um, it made the splash, which is yes, you know getting people talking, and that's the important part. That's true. Um, so we shall see. Um, yeah, um, 
I mean, I'm excited, but um, and I, I also wonder if it's one to inject. You know, Mandalorian has brought life back to Star Wars, and now they're talking about trying to bring movies back. If this isn't like trying to do a natural vessel of okay, we know Mandalorian's popular. Let's get the a movie going of it to re-energize the movie end of the Star Wars. Get it off just a small screen. Again, you know, it, it's possible. I just, you know, I, I, it, it'd be nice to get people to hopefully build excitement again for Star Wars back on the big screen because a lot of it has been on Disney Plus. Again, it's not a bad thing, but. Star Wars was always meant to be more big screen material yeah. versus uh, television series. So in that way, I do feel that the brand has been a little bit softened by the Disney book um, going to streaming angle. But, you know, like I think they mentioned only like a year ago, I think at their um, Star Wars anniversary, uh, their, their celebration mm-hmm. about new projects like i i know um i know there's a lot of um mixed opinions about the new trilogy that just finished up but i am looking forward to like a character like ray um to kind of push the star wars story forward and so yes. far like hopefully like a jedi academy which i th- i think it's something i've been always asking to kind of play either on the big screen or even on the smaller screen or some form of that i think that'd be great and i think just to me i like to just to see more stories not so centered within the skywalker arc because even though we've it's crazy to think that you know since star wars has started all the way up to now we've still been within the star the skywalker arc for such a long time while Books and video games and other form of medias have explored Star Wars in different avenues and have been very successful at it. Mm -hmm. So I I really hope that, uh, like, you know, those guys can take a look at other aspects of Star Wars. It's not just the family dynamic that we've been kind of crushed in, but there's a lot of things also happening in the galaxy far, far away. So. The universe is very expansive, and we've only seen a small glimpse of it. Correct. Correct. No, I agree. I completely agree, and I I understand that. And uh, we shall see where this all goes. Um, Yeah. I I Hopefully it plays out and just makes things bigger and more juicier. Yeah. And here's hoping. But, Isaac, I have one last question for you. What's that, man? Are you ready for some football? Who isn't, man? Oh, I'm <laughs> excited for some football, man. Definitely excited for some football. Uh, we are recording this on, on Monday the the uh, 15th, so good luck to your, your Eggles. Um, and we shall see uh, how they fare in the, uh, in the battle. <laughs> I hope so. Oh man, I hope I, I'm hoping they pull it off. That's all I could ask for. But but like you said, speaking of of what you talked about, um, yeah, something big is happening with Disney apparently in terms of uh, the. Uh, uh, so from what I'm from what I was reading, uh, apparently Disney um, from Variety is saying that Disney may be in talks with the NFL that they could give the league uh, a piece of ESPN. You know, I'm currently in that stake. So, I mean, what, what's your take on that? You know, with that kind of news that, that's dropped about it. And well, the one, about that. Yeah, something they've been doing recently is that they're trying, they don't want to, and they, they've all but done said that they, they're not getting rid of ESPN, but they're trying to figure out how to um, fix the dynamic of it and get other parties into it or, or more revenue sources. So they've, they've started the mm-hmm. ESPN uh, bets. So you have that going um, yep. and trying to inject life back into ESPN. And how do you do that? You know, you try and they're trying to form partnerships. And they said this sometime last year that they're, they were looking to uh, bring in some other interested parties. Yeah. Um, and one of the, 
the bigger ones out there, at least in the United States, would be the NFL. Um, I've always thought that ABC Media um, and and the NFL have had a very interesting relationship because it's oh to me the like, the NFL and NBC are like you know buddies. And then Fox is like, all right, we're just going to hang out here. And CBS is kind of, um, they get involved too. And then hanging back there, you have ABC going, hey, don't forget about us. Well, um, yeah, well definitely NBC. NBC has been pretty, uh, you would say, out of between the two. Out of all the four networks, you would say ABC and NBC kind of have been kind of the, uh, Pretty the standard in terms of having Monday night football was NB was ABC and then Sunday night was NBC to kind of wrap up the nightcap of all those games. Right. Um and the ABC stuff has always just been Monday night. I mean, when was the last time they had a Super Bowl? It's it's been for a while quite some time. Um But this but the, you feel like this deal could could can alter that. A little well, bit now. The most think about it. recent licensing agreement, whatever they renegotiated this past season uh, to continue M- Monday Night Football, mm-hmm. um, was also to will give ESPN, ABC a Super Bowl in the next couple of years. Yeah. Um, so they do finally get a Super Bowl back. Um, it's which been a I while. think. Yeah, it's been a long while because it's been NBC, NBC, Fox, CBS mm-hmm. this year, or CBS last year, Fox this year. I forget exactly how it's going, mm-hmm. but it's yeah, it, it's been a, quite some time. I feel that uh, since ABC has seen one, but now they're offering, hey, what? Let's see what we could do here to help each other more than just Monday Night Football. How can we help each other? And football in general. And it's like, okay, we have ESPN, you know, well known sports, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you have NFL network, yeah. which, you know, is okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, what if we give you a stake of ESPN and we uh make this more of a family deal? And somehow the it's very vague in the article about what would um, what would exactly come of the NFL network, but it sounds like NFL would somehow now be um, tied in with ESPN. NFL network would be tied in with ESPN, possibly even given ESPN red zone rights. That's speculation in this Friday article. Yeah. Um, and... A lot more of the back library from the NFL network because the NFL owns all of their footage. Yes. Even though you're watching on CBS, uh, NBC, anything that, like that, it's owned by the NFL. Yep. Um, and a lot of that back library would become available to ESPN and possibly even like ESPN Plus um, having access to that because NFL's tried launching their own NFL Plus. Um, I did sign up for it. I looked it over and I not I don't have it anymore because frankly, I, I just there's no value to it. Yeah. That's if you go to the higher tier, mm-hmm. there's really no underlining underlying value. Right. Yeah. You get the preseason games. Great. I mean on the lower tier you, you get you can either watch the preseason games that are already televised that you could watch anyway, or you could listen to the audio streaming of the other games that you can't watch. Well, I'm, I'm not, I don't want to listen to it. I want to see the game. You want to watch it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, so that didn't make sense. And then you go to the higher tier where you could watch it, but you watch it after it's already happened. And then it's only like I said, the preseason games, and it it's it just really didn't ha- seem to have. There's more to it. Yeah. Um. You get some back library of some of the shows and and stuff, but it's really restricted to what's available on the NFL Network, and the price point 
was I think around the same price point as say like ESPN plus where you get, you know, a much larger library and content of work. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, now even with ESPN, um, you, know, you have Monday Night Football, which sometimes is simulcasted on ABC. You have the Manning cast, which is hugely popular on ESPN2 that's going on. Um, you do have some stuff online. Uh, you know, you got Peyton's Places and Eli's Places and all that through Omaha Productions. Um, then you also have what? Um, NFL Countdown and some of the, you know, the, the magazine shows that they have. Uh, um, on ESPN so adding in I think if you could add in the back content of the NFL library I think that would be huge for ESPN oh yeah and also for the NFL yeah Yeah, I I think I I agree with that on that 10 yeah no I I think like you said and I think another thing too I think that also needs to be considered um, and I don't know how again this is just speculated um uh, I think it it also lessens or maybe it changes the model of television rights because, you know, usually how um, a lot of this, how this works is that um, these sports, all, all uh, NFL, MLB, uh, NBA, um, what's uh, and, and NHL all will come up every like a like couple, what, five, five, six years They'll go to the table yeah, somewhere for around te- there, yeah. Around uh, for uh, to to negotiate for more money in terms of uh, television, for for be able to get the rights in mm-hmm. order to host these games, and that's kind of why the league. I mean, the, the like it's not. Trust me, it's not Roger Goodell. Roger Goodell, you know, answers to the thirty-two owners, but Roger mm-hmm. Goodell also has to answer to the television networks because let's be honest where we're moving in terms of the world of uh, less cable uh, people are cutting the cord right now and you know the the only thing that really brings in viewership is live television and that being one of sports yeah. so i also do think in terms of disney's eyes to cut that cost by offering uh actual stake into espn like you said because espn espn um has been not doing as well in previous past to the point where there was possibility that Disney was willing to let go of it, to sell it, just to be able to bring back equity onto it. So I think with, like you said, the strategy of now having uh, the NFL, which they tried to do streaming, like you said, it wasn't really successful. Now you already have a library. ABC already has a foundation, already has that uh, that framework where they could just simply slip in and do their own thing right now. And basically, like you said, NFL also, uh, and, and like you said, ABC basically now has is partnered with one of the most popular leagues in America right now. It seems so in the business sense, it does make great sense for them to kind of do it. It, it makes great synergy. Uh, my only issue is, and there's a slight concern, is um, how much power now and influence that. Disney and the NFL could have on ESPN in terms of their showing. And you also have to remember Disney is, like you said earlier, they are involved in gambling now with mm-hmm. ESPN bets. So there is a little bit of that issue of, you know, well, you know, ESPN does own this, but they also own the gambling site. They also, they're trying to build up their gambling site because they are trying to compete against companies like DraftKings and FanDuel. Well, so you are worried about site is yes through um is it DraftKings? Is it DraftKings? It's it's is oh, one is of those sub, two. Is it one of those two? Okay, yes. I I did not know that. I thought it was uh, uh I thought they were they're stepping into being the competitor, but either way, it still goes in. It's still involved with gambling, and you, yes. you are concerned about how things can be manipulated. Be Behind the scenes, not to say that is a possibility, things, but you do have that in the back of your head. Um, another uh, little concern about with the NBA, uh, I'm sorry, the NFL, um, is um, the issue of more exclusive game rights being posted onto streaming, and um, 
and and you do kind of kind of worry about it. It seems like that might be the trend, but it is a concern and worry that say like local fans that would be able to tune in to watch their teams locally. Well, maybe down the road that might not be available. Maybe that just goes into a lot of streaming sites. I mean, we're already seeing, and you you kind of concern yourself of now um, with one of the rivals like Peacock. Uh, only I, only just a couple of weeks ago, um, the Bills and the Chargers game was a Peacock exclusive. You know, and people had to sit down and buy money for that. And only just a couple of weeks ago, wasn't the actually only just just a couple uh, only this past week I think. Uh, the Chiefs and Miami was another exclusive as well, correct? This past Saturday, it was, the, yeah. it was the Chiefs in Miami that was exclusively on uh, Peacock. As well. Uh, which you had to be a Peacock subscriber to be able to watch it. Correct. So the first time a playoff game. And the numbers they were saying is were huge. Yeah. Um, I mean, which, you have is to think, also, which is you have to think is also concerning now that <laughs> people are going to be willing to buy games that would have been available to the public on cable now that you have to purchase. And that is a little bit of a concern right now that even say, even if you're a Giants fan, that maybe your local games will start moving onto a streaming platform versus a local network. So that is a little bit of the concern about an idea of this partnership happening that I would be, I would take into consideration. Yeah. It's, um, well, I mean, also what Thursday Night Football is on Prime on Amazon yes. Prime now. It's not mm-hmm. uh, broadcasted on on anybody. Um, but I think I want to say, and I could be wrong about this, they make that available to anybody. Okay. I'm not positive that. I don't think I don't know if you have to be a Prime subscriber to be able to watch it. Okay. Uh, again. I, but, I don't know um, I, but yeah, it is, um, yeah, it, it, well, it's also kind of like the way the world is heading. Yeah. So if ESPN can get a foot, you know, further foot into it. Yeah, I hear you. Um, it, it makes it interesting to me on the, the broadcasting rights of, okay, here's, we have an ownership here. But we do have these other partners to take care of and stuff. So mm-hmm. it's like how how that will play out. I mean that that's for Goodell and the owners to to figure out. Yes. But um, I I think it it could work out nicely for both parties. Yeah. Um, because you know I mean ESPN has some good rights with uh, the SEC and some of the college sports. Um, as well as the NBA, but that's kind of it. I mean, NBC's got the Olympics, Fox has got NASCAR, um, CBS. I don't know if they have really any. CBS has a PGA Tour. Okay, they have the golf, which that's that's golf. actually strange enough, bigger than most people I think realize. Yeah, yeah, they, they both say I know the Masters are usually on CBS almost every yeah. year. Um, but no, I, I, I totally see where, you, where you're coming from in, in terms of like where streaming is again, it's, it's a, one of these major sports leagues really now has a say at like almost like a partnership with Disney in terms of what content they can bring onto ESPN and the value that can bring as well. It's good. Like I said, it's good for Disney in terms that they, instead of always give more money for live entertainment by going that stake route, it, it, it's a lot more cheaper on their end and they they work in a partnership where the revenue, like I said, is being shared, which is pretty good. Now also, I think it's also mentioned, um, like you said, this still needs to be agreed with the 32 owners in the NFL mm-hmm. before they can even move on. But it's also, and I know the article didn't mention it. I actually did some more outside research. Uh, the uh, the F uh, the 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 players uh, players bargaining uh, the players association is also aware of it, and have been in discuss about the current just because uh, the current talks about how revenue would be shared between the league and the players association because again you know everything used to be based on ratings and numbers. Stream is a completely different animal, and, right. and we a lot found of the, that out with Scar yeah, Johansson. Yep, 
and you know, and we do, we still don't know too much of the workings of how streaming uh, translates into money and how that revenue stream gets distributed to a lot of that. So there has been talks about it, but I don't know if there's going to be any triggers pulled. Not yet. Anyway. Not yet. I mean. It did so. mention that the yeah yeah like you said everyone's got to vote on it and the owner mm-hmm. um, meeting isn't until middle of spring. Um, right. I want to say it was like April. April. I think it's yeah. like April in Florida where when they all they all gather together the, and after the, the I think a month is it April or or maybe even March because it, maybe it might be March. I think it might be March. I know it's after it's it's after the Super Bowl like after, after the Super Bowl before the draft. Before the draft, so it would have to be within March. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, just quick step back. Um, ESPN bets is partnered with Penn Entertainment, which is a, a gambling company. Okay. Um, not so, the other two. But so they yes. definitely are competing against FanDuel and DraftKids, which yes. t- kind of goes back to the point about now with nfl being in bed with that even more so than they are with those other two what, how does that all bounce out how does that translate yeah i mean is that something that the nfl would force them to have to give up you know i, I don't know how much of a it, income it is for them and it could get really sticky and slopery mm-hmm. again you know basically how games but, are how, how people are feeling about how these games are and how they're presented you but know, to the point, like I said, the well, I mean, not that the NBA has a, a joint ownership, so no, never mind. Because um, I would say, because uh, the NBA has got some stuff, but they're not no part yeah. owners. They're, they're not, not part owners. This owners, is completely, yeah, this is a different yeah. thing right now. Like I yeah, said, yeah. usually with sports, um, when you go like you go to the table, you usually action for negotiating for more money that gets pumped into your league. This is a completely different step. Disney's doing something completely different where they want to get, like you said, the part ownership is a lot more different to I guess bring that yeah. cost down. Yeah, that makes so, it very interesting. And it makes it's it a like little a tricky. Ownership. It's yeah. sh- very shared ownership. And it makes it kind of tricky too. And And you also kind of have to think about it in terms of the other networks too. And and how they're going to be treated in in that kind of situation. The yeah, that's what I was saying now, before. Yeah, you know, like you said, how Disney is offering literally ESPN and coverage and all that power. How how does that affect like Fox, CBS, NBC in those negotiations? You know, I don't I want I don't want to say those companies would get shafted, but you do kind of wonder if there'll be favoritism because it would Disney change the landscape of things. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean just just by you know. The gravitas of everything, it would it just naturally would change the course of things. Um, so it would, yeah, it, it would almost make Disney, I wouldn't say an exclusive owner, but it'd get them pretty close. It would the it rights would, of the NFL in terms of that partnership. Would change, well, like I said, it would change their positioning on on games and stuff. Um, but that I, that would be hammered out into in the agreement. I mean, not that Disney will become an owner of the no. NFL. They or, will just uh, have a mutual partnership and a and uh, vested ESPN. interest in ESPN. ESPN. Yep. So, I don't know. I, I, I think it's very interesting, and we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, but it, very interesting topic. Yeah, no, definitely interesting indeed. Um, like you said, uh, we'll probably hear more about it in the coming months, and we'll see if this actually comes into uh, fruition. But like, said, if it is, it's going to, it is definitely going to change the landscape of how sports media is presented in uh, in the country and maybe even the world moving forward. Yeah, well, I mean, with how everything's just been changing with terrestrial TV and and streaming, um, something like this was bound to happen eventually. Yeah. So. Um... You know, we're just on the forefront of it all. And I, I enjoy being on the forefront with you. Oh, man, appreciate it. No, thank you for having me on the on the podcast as always, man. Thank you. Uh, always a pleasure. Always a pleasure, sir. And uh, we will be talking again soon. Let us know your thoughts. I mean, a lot of topics discussed here uh, between the NFL, Echo, and uh star wars let us know uh join the conversation like i said on our social networks which are all at wd magic cast 
um, Facebook, Instagram, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, X, Twitter, uh, YouTube, Threads. Find us all there. Leave us a, a voice message through the um, Spotify podcast website and be heard on the show. And uh, you know, thank you for for joining along. I want to thank you for your time. I know how little time we all have these days. The fact that we get to spend some time together means a lot to me, a lot to us here at the WD Magicast family. Um, truly, truly appreciated. Please uh, let us know your thoughts. Uh, be heard. Put share it, share it out on the social networks. Tag us along so that way we can we can properly thank you. But share a link to the show on your social network so other people can find out about the show and uh, help this family grow. Also, please go to Apple Podcasts, go to Spotify, leave us a rating and review. We have all five-star reviews on both of them at the moment, but don't want to be greedy, but we need more. The more that people give us reviews and ratings, the more those uh, websites will do to help promote the show for free. They won't ask any money of you. Just go in there, leave us a review, and if you really want to, uh, leave us a review or within the five-star rating. Um, the more people we have, the better. Won't believe in a big Disney family, so do I. Don't forget to subscribe to the show while you're at it. This way, you always know when new episodes are posted. And if you really want to truly help the show out, become a premium subscriber over at Spotify Podcast slash WD Magicast slash support. Or also go check out our T Public store again. Get some really cool merchandise. You get something in return, and we will get um, you help us as well. Reviews and equipment and stuff are not free because remember this show is brought to you by listeners like you whatever you're facing out there whatever challenges are bothering you or weighing you down don't give up on yourself you are important you are special there's only one person like you out there and it is you and that's for a good reason you mean more to this planet than i think you will ever realize let your light shine for the world to see because you are beautiful there's no one else like you don't be afraid to ask for help be your own hero never give up never give in let your light shine for the world to see and now i'd like to end this week's show with a quote from walt disney himself of all our interventions for mass communications pictures still speak the most universally understood language Again, that's from Walt Disney. Thank you again for listening, everyone. And I'll see you next time.